Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today's September 13th, 2019. <laughs> oh, for all you Panther fans out there. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a beautiful day. This has been the best day in over a year. For once, there's an NFC South fan base that's melting down and it's not the Buccaneers. <laughs> oh my gosh, they are having a conniption. They're talking about firing Rivera, Cam Newton's done. It doesn't matter. The team's moving to South Carolina anyhow. I think they're all in denial about that. Because they haven't outright said it. They've just said, oh, we're just moving the training facility and oh, the and, offices. And our offices. And South Carolina just passed a bill in what, May? Yeah. That, that says football players don't have to pay income tax for 15 years. I got to I gotta check on that because I don't remember specifically. I think it said employees didn't have to pay income taxes. Employees? Yeah. Well, I thought it was just football players. But anyhow, they're setting up. South Carolina setting up. They're moving to South Carolina. There's no getting around it. Kitten fans are in for a big... Shock? Bowl I don't of, know. Bowl of disappointment. Yeah. Oh, man. Last night was just the start of it. We looked great. We looked great. I really had no complaints except for the stupid penalties. <laughs> well, yes. And a lot of those penalties were ref BS. They really were. The The penalty on Howard, the pass interference penalty, that yeah. was ridiculous. I mean, he just like, he, did, he didn't even put his hand out. He had his hand in, a, in like a fist. As he was turning, it just barely touched his defender. It that was I. I don't even know what to say, man. Just the refs are ridiculous anymore. But their job is extremely difficult now. I mean, I don't even think they know what's going on half the time. I mean, some of that stuff that happened in the game, you know, where they the whole when was it Carson Davis did the face mask? Right. They didn't even know what to call. No, it was absurd, and it's just like Windows. Microsoft, they're known for being buggy because they just throw bad code after bad and they just patch it and there's always problems. And that's how I feel like the rules are getting and the referees, like we're just throwing all these terrible rules out that sound good in theory, but they're not actually, one, going to do anything to help the injury issue. And two, they affect the game. Right. It's, yeah, that's a perfect analogy. We're just building... More rules on top of more rules and not fixing what's the problem underneath. Too, way too many ob- subjective calls. I don't know. To me, a face mask is pretty... Objective. Objective. Yes. Especially that one. And then they go and they're like, oh, well, was it before the ball was thrown or after the ball was and, thrown? And was it uh, defensive pass interference, which I think is what they ended up calling. And given it, it was, it was, really, it was really strange. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody. No, they called it a face mask. That was the one on Carlton Davis in the first, fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah, they called it a face mask. But then they gave it, they gave it, they gave him the catch, and then half the distance to the goal. Right. Which was eleven yards. Yeah, it was just, it was just strange. Nobody knew what was going on, and they. And then they kept calling a penalty. They would announce it, and then they would review it, and it wasn't like a booth review. Like they would just, I think Jerome Boger, that was the referee. Mm-hmm. He would call it, and then they'd go have a conference, or I don't know who he was talking to. Don't they have New York involved more? Yes. Now? Yeah. You know what this is the result of? Bureaucracy. Those whiny damn <laughs> New Orleans Saints. <laughs> it's the Saints' fault. Y'all are ruining the game in more ways than one. <laughs> Just by their very presence, they ruin the game. Ridiculous. And then there was that... Yeah, the defensive holding on uh, Carlton Davis. It was the pass interference on Howard. Uh, there was a couple of holding calls where I was like, what? I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the Carlton Davis said they had a defensive holding on him, and that was on the interception. We got an interception, and they nullified it because of defensive holding. For one, it was way – it was on the other side. Cam Newton never even looked at that side of the field, and it, he didn't hold at all. Very strange, very strange. 
I got the impression. I mean, you definitely knew the announcers were rooting for Carolina. I mean, they couldn't shut the, they couldn't stop talking about how great Carolina. But it was, was. fun having to listen to them walk it back. <laughs> yeah, they did. They started talking about the Bucks good, like in the fourth quarter. They were yeah. like, "It's pretty good team." And then afterwards, the the post game show, all they did was talk about Carolina about. All their problems. Well, that's where the drama is. If we had lost, they probably would have been talking about us, too, about us collapsing. Well, they should have talked about how great we played, especially our defense. Good Lord. Lights out. Everybody played well. Everybody. Except Rashard Perriman. He was the only bad player on our team. I know. He's had two receptions. All year. All year Didn't for have 10 yards. Didn't have none last Didn't night. have none yesterday. Dropped that one in the touchdown. It was right in his right hands. Right through his hands. But B.A. said they're going to keep feeding him. Hey, do it. I mean, <laughs> chances are pretty good he's going to catch one eventually. <laughs> I think the receivers haven't quite clicked in that offense because Mike Evans hasn't really either. He's not doing bad. He's not doing having no catches like Perriman. But. No. Yeah, he had that one big pass catch that was great. A 41-yarder. Mm-hmm. How many passes did Winston throw? 25. Out of those 25 passes, there was four that I counted timed out routes. Yeah, you were saying during the game he really likes those. Oh, he loves those. And, and they, Yeah, and, you know, they script the first 15 that we know of. VA used to do 30. It might still be 30. Don't know. But the quarterback gets to pick the passing plays, the ones he likes. So Winston likes those timed out routes. And speaking of Winston... He did great. I mean, he was the exact opposite of how he was against San Francisco. He had happy feet on two plays. One of them caused a sack, and he had one bad pass. Of course, all 22 hasn't come out yet, so you know I can't see how he read the field and all that good stuff, but he didn't cause any issues on our offense. No, he played exactly the way that you want him to play. He, he was a little conservative, I thought, but... Mm. That's understandable, and I like that, given what happened with San Francisco week one. But, you know, he's not getting the happy feet. He was reading the field. I can think of one reception by Godwin that he escaped from the pocket. And instead of trying to run it, he just kept looking through his progressions. And then he saw, I think, Godwin get it open and made a big completion. And that was a play that maybe last week... He would have fumbled the ball on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Against Carolina, there was a a few throws where I went, that's elite quarterbacking right there. That one to Godwin in the touchdown. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful pass. And then just that he took a sack a couple of times. He had three total sacks, but I can think of one sack in particular that he should have taken the sack there. Mm -hmm. That was what he needed to do. Don't try to force anything. Don't try to be Superman. Take the sack. Punt the ball. Yeah, I would put that up there in the top top five best plays of the game. It, seriously, you know, you'd think, why would you put a sack, you know, the quarter, our quarterback getting sacked as a top plays of the game, but it's because he didn't do something stupid. Yes. You know, he did the right thing. He just held the ball and then took the sack. I was, I, I was thrilled to death with that play. Yeah, I thought so too. And then we had Peyton Barber, who was just grinding. He played very well. He did play well. He averaged 3.6 yards a carry, which doesn't sound that great. But McCaffrey (laughs) only had 2.3 yards a carry. We shut him down. Shut him down. That was crazy. And I'm so optimistic for facing the Giants and Saquon Barkley because I'm like, we got your number. If we can stop McCaffrey, we're definitely going to stop Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, we had talked about it's almost impossible to keep McCaffrey under 80 yards. You know, that's like his his floor. And what do you end up with? Like 36 total yards? No, 37 rushing and 16 receiving. So he ended up with 53 total yards. Mm-mm-mm. No touchdowns. They did not score a touchdown. It was four field goals and a safety. We've only Our defense has only allowed one touchdown in two games. That is insane. It's nice to have a defense again. You know what I really liked, and I noticed this the second time we watched the game, was the defenders, whenever there's a catch, they're 
standing the guys up where they catch it and then moving them laterally to the sideline so they're not gaining anything positive. Mm-hmm. They're really mitigating that. And that was that last play with Vernon Hargreaves yes. and Christian McCaffrey. That was beautiful tackling. It was so perfect. Vernon Hargreaves he balled it. played lights out. He had 12 total tackles. 11 of those were solo tackles. That's incredible. That's incredible. And then one pass defended. And the play of the game that won us the game. That's what you want, man. Though It was like, what, six inches? McCaffrey should have had that shit all day. I know. I thought for sure he was going to get at least a first down. Yeah. Greg Olson was asked about it, and he said that Vernon Hargraves didn't follow the receiver like they thought he was going to, which would have taken him out of the play. That was their intention. He didn't fall for it, that trickery. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you got to give Vernon Hargreaves props. That was a great game. But also, Jordan Whitehead, this is the, he's, a, he's a rising star. That guy is playing lights out. He looked great last week. He looked mm-hmm. great all through preseason. Mm-hmm. And he looked great last year. But this year, he is really stepping it up. And I think he has the potential to be a pro bowler. Now, not, not that I care about pro bowlers, but I'm saying. Yeah. Six pro bowls, Ralph. <laughs> six. Let's, let's talk about that. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's go through the defense a little bit more. Okay. Shaq Barrett. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Sack Barrett, you mean? Sack Barrett. Cam Newton's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> they actually changed Shaq Barrett's Wikipedia page that said he's the father of Cam Newton. <laughs> That was that was great. Uh, Wikipedia eventually caught on to it and changed it back. But. Doesn't that always happen? You're not fun, Wikipedia. Nobody on our defense played bad. Nobody. The when Devin White went out with the injury, I was extremely confident with Mentor coming in. I love Mentor. He played great, but he's not good in coverage. And he gave up two big passes. Yeah, I remember that. Of course, I'm saying that, that but I haven't seen the all twenty two yet. That might change. Don't know whose coverage that was. It looked like mentors. I, I've been chomping at the bit for this All-22 to come out. Normally, when we lose a game, that's when I really want to watch the All-22 because I want to see what happened. But with this one, I think there's a lot more. Well, there's always a lot more that goes on than you, you catch on TV. But I think this one, we're, I'm, we're really going to see a lot of stuff that's going to make us go, yes. So I'm excited about that. Keep an eye out on the YouTube. It, it, it'll probably be out. Let's see, the All-22 is going to come out. Late Friday night, early Saturday morning, probably. So I'll have the video out probably Sunday. You've gotten some really good feedback on those videos, too. Keep an eye out for the YouTube channel. because I don't know if we're going to do a podcast Sunday night. Not sure, because we're not playing, but we'll see. But anyhow, we won't have notification. We won't be able to let you know there's a video out. So just go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, and then you'll, you'll know. And hit the little bell, and you'll get a notification every time we post a video. But Vita Vea played well. He was he was killing okay, me. Okay, this is what I think they did to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. They said, Vita, Vita, go belly flop on him. Four four times. He just landed right on top of little shorty. And that has to hurt. It has to hurt. One time he did it right on his hip. Landed on yeah. McCaffrey's hip. I was like, oh, man, he's going to be walking with a limp for a week. 350 pounds. 350 pounds. Yeah, Vita only had four tackles. All of them were on Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Belly flopping on him. Well, he did have one quarterback hit, too. He played well. He played well. Everybody played well, man. It was just that that Anthony Nelson. He had that batted yeah, pass. Yeah, so fumble. How tall is he? Six foot seven, six foot six. Oh, he's really tall, right? Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, six, six seven. Six foot seven, 271 pounds. He looks lean, but yeah, he's tall and he's got them long arms. That length? No length. <laughs> like B.A. says, like Golston. He had quite a few good plays. Everybody did. Everybody did. We just played great. Like I said, Perriman was the only one that did not play good. Peyton Barber had that missed block. That was weird. Say, oh, very he strange. Fell. Yeah. I think he just slipped. Well, it, it looked like he slipped at first, but then he planted his feet. And I couldn't tell if he was like diving the block, but he just totally went on. It just looked like he fell forward. He went to the wrong side. And I, I don't know. It was very strange. Cam's quarterback rating <laughs> was 70.1. That's better than I thought it would be. Compared to Jameis's 103.4. Nice. Now, I tweeted this morning because Jameis Winston threw for 208 yards to Cam Newton's 324. 
But it appears ESPN has adjusted the stats because now he's got 333 yards. Hmm. Nevertheless, who would think Cam is throwing for 300 yards? I never would have thought he got Me that Me neither, yards. because we were actually joking during the game that Cam Newton can't throw the ball, but even if it, he could, it wouldn't matter because the receivers can't catch the ball. <laughs> okay. I, I I don't know how they made 333 yards. I don't Cam even know. When threw, you told me that, I was like, what? Yes. This is even crazier. He threw the ball 51 times, completed it 25. So 50% of his passes he was completing. He had as many completions as Jameis did attempts. That's crazy. Which, it kind of makes sense because they couldn't get their run game off the ground. Passing was all that they could do. <laughs> and they couldn't even do that. Yeah, not even. <laughs> well, we say that, but they got 330-some yards. Right, but no touchdowns. No touchdowns, thank you. Yeah, Cam was – well, he looked like Cam as far as you know his throwing. He had – I think I saw the stats where he had 15 bad throws, 10 overthrows, 5 underthrows. That's typical. That's yeah. typical Cam. Everybody wants to act like that was unusual. No, it's not. That's exactly how he's always played. And it's what we've been saying all offseason. You keep Cam Newton in the pocket, you're going to win the game. And it appears that that's what they're doing with him. They're not doing option plays anymore. He's not running. He ran that one time, and we stuffed him on the fourth down. Thank you. Yeah, he had no yardage. He did have two carries, zero yards. I, I don't know if that's a – if it's ownership or – or the coaching staff, or Cam himself, but they have decided that Cam's going to be a pocket passer now. Which, that right there is just, you're done. That's not his bread and butter. No. But I don't think he can, I mean, he, he's just too banged up. He's not going to be able to, I mean, his ankle's messed up, his shoulder's messed up. He didn't look hurt, though, during the game. His feelings looked hurt. <laughs> he was on his, the sideline with his, his towel on his head. Did you see him in the after conference with that oh, God, scarf on his scarf. head? What is up with him? It's funny, I saw a lot of Panthers fans were really giving him a hard time. You know, they're like, are you more concerned about your fashion and scarves than you are winning? I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see other fan bases melt down. I yes, love it. I know. That's why I say don't ever melt down as a Buccaneer fan because it makes all the other fans happy. So you don't it's, talk. It's you, nice to be on the other side of it, though. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very nice. Yes, it's very, very nice. I love I can't wait to see some uh, Saints fans have meltdowns. It's been a long time since they've had meltdowns. Well, they whine a lot about everything, but they had a meltdown about losing the NFC Championship last year. But I want to see them start melting down about their team. Unfortunately, that might be a while the way that team's built. Falcons fans, I could see that coming soon. Oh, yeah. Their offensive line is trash again this year. And I think one of their offensive linemen got hurt. I heard rumblings of that. I don't know how true it is. Well, they got two rookies on their offensive line, too, don't they? Yeah, and one of them was injured during the preseason. I don't know how long he was out. Anyway, they they have the same old problems that they've always had. So, yes, very good to see the Panthers fans just implode. Okay, let's talk about what everyone's been waiting for us to talk about. <laughs> he who shall not be named, we'll name him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was a Gerald McCoy we've never seen for the Buccaneers. That was Gerald McCoy at his absolute best you're ever going to see him play. He had everything on the line here. He wanted to show the Buccaneers that they had made a mistake. And he fell flat on his face. Literally fell flat on his face. I he saw gave it. us a touchdown. Also... With that penalty. <laughs> oh, my God. That penalty was beautiful. And how did you call that? How uh, did you know that? I don't know. Just magic. It was. Jensen and Kappa yep. all up in his face. Well, Jensen shoved him right after the play, yeah. and McCoy got all pissy about it. Yeah, well, Jensen has always done that. If you watch Jensen, he's always pushing guys after the play. And as a matter of fact, after that shove, I think it was six plays in a row he got into fights with uh, Panthers linemen and stuff. I mean, he's always done that, but it, McCoy just took exception to it, which McCoy never did that. Not once. For the whole nine years he played with the Buccaneers, did he ever act that away? I wish that he had. Right. Yeah, he had some fire in him. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't help him any. <laughs> okay, so I broke down his stats. He had four tackles. One was a solo tackle. That's more tackles, I think, than he's ever gotten with the Buccaneers. In a game. In a game. He had one quarterback hit and one TFL. So the first quarter, he had one of his assists and a quarterback hit. Second quarter, he had the TFL. 
And then the third and the fourth quarter, he had an assist in each. So he basically didn't do anything the second half. I saw him on the ground quite a bit. It was actually, that's why I can't wait to see this all 22. I think we're going to see McCoy really got his butt whooped. But there was a replay they were showing Winston throwing to somebody or all that. And you see coming into frame in the foreground is McCoy by himself in the air like he had gotten shoved and pushed. <laughs> and, he, and he's totally horizontal. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see that on all 22. And that TFL he got was because he was up against O.J. Howard, who O.J. Howard has got to work on his blocking a little bit. There's been two games in a row where he's pretty much whiffed on some major blocks. He did have a couple of good blocks in this game, but he's got to step it up. O.J. Howard has got to step it up with his route running, his catching, and his, his blocking a bit. But yeah, Jerry McCoy beat O.J. Howard. Ooh, you know. <laughs> slow down, know, slow Mr. Down. Defensive Tackle. Right, Mr. Defensive Tackle against a tight end. For a tackle for a loss, and I would have to actually blame that on coaching. That was that was a bad play call when you match up, or Winston, you know, not sliding protection that way. You know, who's gonna who's gonna match up a tight end against a defensive tackle on a play where you run to that side? I just I don't know, that was weird. Actually, I think it was up the middle, but it was to the right guard. Anyhow, so that was that was McCoy's. That was his the pinnacle of his career right there. Never gonna get any better. That was the most effort. He's ever put forth on a game, the most passion he's ever shown. I actually saw him celebrating with Panthers guys and getting, you know, chest bumping and stuff. You never saw him do that with us. And you never saw him help any of the Buccaneer players up. I was like, come on, Gerald. Mr. Teddy Bear. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. Help uh, help Jameis Winston off the ground. No, he didn't. Very, this was exactly what we needed because, you know, that was my big fear that we were going to lose to. 49ers, and Kwan was going to have a good game. Well, he was nullified. We ended up losing to 49ers. So still, there was the opportunity for us to go to Carolina, lose, and have McCoy have a good game. That would have really, I think, made the team look sideways at the coaching staff, the GM, and all that. It would have made them made it much more difficult for them to buy in or whatever, to have faith in them. Right. But now... <laughs> They've got all the faith in the world. This team is solidified. Did you see them in the, the, in the, locker, in the locker room? room? That was awesome. Yes, that, that was one of the best locker room speeches I've ever seen. Not in what he said, but it was because, one, the whole team was there. They were surrounding B.A., and he wasn't talking up to the camera. Because you see that with these coaches when they do their uh, locker room speeches. They talk to the camera. They're always right in front of the camera. And there's usually like 20 guys standing around. And uh, a lot of the guys standing around are front office guys or whatever. Uh-uh, this was all the players were in there. It was like 53 guys were shoved up in that area. And they were all surrounded. They were excited and all this. It start, The video starts and Carl Nassib is right there. And he's leading the chant going, Shaq. Shuck, shuck, shuck. And uh, it was so cool. He was so animated. He had his arms. And I'm like, I could see where he's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> crazy massive. Uh, I got to give Molly credit. You know, she's the one that has been saying she's liked Shaq Barrett since we drafted him or since we got him. You know, I said every, every game I've seen him start, he's had one really good play. So we're always going to get one really good play out of him. And we've got more than that so far. I mean, that performance against Carolina was spectacular. Three sacks. You really saw it in the preseason where he was on the end and he'd hide mm -hmm. behind the offensive lineman or mm -hmm. his guy and get around. So that's kind of his move. Well, I think it's, a, I think it's part of Bowles' defense because Minter did it later. He hid behind the line and then shot out and went around the left side and got a monstrous hit on Cam Newton who ended up throwing a duck. David's really good at that, too. Hyden. Mm-hmm. He used to do that all the time his first couple years. Yeah, he'd get real low and weave in and out and just mm -hmm. pop. But Shaq, I loved his attitude when he got here and said, I'm here to take jobs. <laughs> he did, too. <laughs> yeah. Took Noah Spencer's job like a, like a pirate. Oh, yeah. And did you see when he made his first sack? I think it was his first sack. No, you pointed it out to me. Yeah, he, he went over to the sideline and did the Superman chest. <laughs> he did Cam Newton's move. I was like, oh, I like this guy. It's like when people go into the Eagles stadium and they do the fly, Eagles fly. <laughs> you know, that pisses Eagles fans off. <laughs> 
I love it, man. We got attitude. We've got skill. We've got good coaching. I tell you what, man. We people thought I was crazy for saying that we're going to compete for against New Orleans for the division this year. I think after last night, people are starting to open their eyes to it. I think the San Francisco game was probably the anomaly. Yeah, it, not the Carolina game. The offense, I don't think, has gotten into their rhythm yet, and I don't think they're going to until week five or six. Yes, right. Mike Evans hasn't really popped off yet. No. Chris Godwin's doing really well. I like him. He's a, our only 100-yard receiver for this game. He had 121 yards, eight receptions, nine targets. Mike but, Evans only had 61 yards, and he only had four receptions of eight targets, so he only got half of his targets. But he was probably being covered by their number one. Most likely. And remember at the the preseason, we were everybody was just so worried about our offensive line. <laughs> we have played two elite defensive lines. Yeah. And our offensive line has played great. They look phenomenal. Their run blocking, the run blocking is, is just superb. Exactly. And then the pass blocking. They Mm-hmm. They've done very well. They played great. Jameis did get sacked three times. But again, it happens sometimes, and right, at yeah. least you're gonna get sacked. Yeah, they didn't cost us anything, really. I want to say two of those sacks were from blitzes. You know, blitzes you could kind of blame on the offensive That'll line. Happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Uh, but, but nobody screwed up. I think that's more my point. Right, there wasn't a glaring weak spot anywhere, especially on the offensive line. I think I think they just played great. I mean, Donovan Smith. I don't. This is probably the first game where I don't ever remember him messing up. And I, I didn't see – there was actually one play where he blocked his guy, then that guy went somewhere else, and he turned around to check and make sure that someone wasn't on Jameis, and there was one, I think, that needed help kind of behind Jameis, and he went back there. Get out of here. I know. Wow. What? That would be a first. Oh, yeah. Instead of just standing there watching yeah, it happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes me really excited. Of course, all 22 has coming out. Can't be definitive on how well the offensive line played. But, man, they looked great. And, and we're they're going up against Don Terry Poe, Juan Short, uh, Atkinson, or Addison, and Daryl McCoy. <laughs> you shouldn't laugh when you say I'm sorry. It. It's just He's so a real bad. NFL player. He deserves yeah. respect. <laughs> We so disrespected him by taking his we, number. We disrespected him this game. We gave up his number. I would have liked to have seen Sue have more stats in the game, but he played very solid. He didn't have any stats. He did not show up on the – he had no tackles, nothing. But they couldn't run up in the middle on us at all. No. Um, Jared McCoy played 47 snaps. That was 72%. He played the most of all defensive linemen. And you know, you know he went to the coaches and he said, Coach, put me in. Let me play as much as I can so that I can show these Buccaneers what they missed out on. Or maybe Riverboat Ron was trying to use that as a Might be, yeah. tactic. but It failed spectacularly. Yeah. Four missed tackles I counted on him. All 22 as it came out, but that's, that's for sure. I saw... Four missed tackles that he had, which that's par for the course with him, but no sacks. And doesn't he have an incentive in his contract? He's got to get six sacks in a Pro Bowl or something like that? I don't know. He does have some kind of incentive. I know there's a Pro Bowl incentive. I want to say there's a sack incentive, which he's not going to reach because this is the most snaps he's ever going to play in a game. I mean, he played 72% of the snaps. Kwan Short played 69, I think, percent. And yeah. uh, Don Terry Poe was... 50-something, 49 maybe. Yeah, whereas last week, McCoy had 52% of the snaps. Yeah. So, you know, that was a big uptick for him. We'll see how it goes the rest of the year, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be a rotational player. It's going to be right around 50% with those guys. So, yeah, that was that was beautiful to see, and it kind of vindicates Light, Bruce Arians, me, Molly, <laughs> I don't know. I was not optimistic going into this game. That's true. I should give you a hard time you for that. You should. I deserve let, it. Let me see this. Molly predicted Carolina was going to win 31-24. Wow. Ralph predicted Buccaneers were going to win. I don't need to say the score. Just say the score. <laughs> Come on. 34-17. Wow. What was the final score? 20-14. to 20-14. I'll take it. I don't care. I know. We won. Well, I'm picking the Bucks next week against the Giants. Oh, yeah. Anybody that doesn't is going to be foolish. <laughs> Everybody picked Carolina to win this. Everybody. Matter of fact, there was a – I want to see it was a 
Pro Football Sports or NBC's thing, they had nine people predict the game. Every single one of them picked Carolina. Every single one of them. I don't know of any national media person that picked Tampa Bay, and I don't know any local media people that picked Tampa Bay. As a matter of fact, the only person I could think of that picked the Buccaneers to win this game was yours truly. <laughs> so, I'll take a win anyway. I can get it. I will celebrate it all day long. I have been so happy today. Yeah, me too. Just we just content. Just had a smile on my face. Yeah. Right and I think it's just now starting. I think our team is just now starting to gel. Like you said, it's going to be week five, six, seven before the offense really gets in their groove. Yeah. Because that's what Bruce Arians said. He said, you can't judge a quarterback until week seven on a, in a new system. But Jameis played great. He played game management football, and he had a, a, a few elite-level passes in there. And he didn't have happy feet. Like I said, he had two instances where he got happy feet. One of them caused the sack. Other than that, he was great. And one bad pass. One to Cam Newton's 15. <laughs> oh, my God. Kind of 25 attempts. Only one. I was thinking about this. We had talked about what if B.A. can't fix Jameis. I don't know that B.A.'s ever had a quarterback that he couldn't fix or that right. didn't do well under him. No, he hasn't. Not a single one. So I think there's no way he gives up on Jameis or that Jameis doesn't come out the other side of this. I agree with you. I do agree with you. Something about Arians, man, he's just got a thing about him where you just you just feel confident. The last game, I just felt like we had so much riding on it on San Francisco. And we dropped the ball. And we dropped the ball in a really ugly fashion. So it was hard to watch because everything that we've been talking about the whole offseason and all the anticipation and our expectations were just through the roof. Mm-hmm. And then to lose like that, it's just like, oh, no, here we go again. Didn't expect James Winston to play so badly. And, right. You know, everybody else played well. Yeah. But James Winston gets the ball every down, so, you know, he can't play badly. Right. And, you know, last night against the Panthers, I mean, we that that was that was a scary defense. That was that was a mean. We were playing tough, physical, aggressive, tackling well. Our receive our cornerbacks were right there. There was a couple plays where they, they got busted. burned for a big one. Yeah, which that's going to happen with this defense. Yeah, yeah, and but everybody was just playing mean and aggressive and well. It was just great. I thought it was great play calling, great, great everything all across the board. I say that because we won. I know. <laughs> if we would have lost, not, probably... all the mistakes would be so glaring. Glaring, yes. Like well, that penalty for the two timeouts, right. the live game. I, I would have blamed the referees. If we would have lost this, I would have definitely blamed the referees. <laughs> well, seriously, because everybody else played well except yeah. the refs. To stop on to, with with inches to go. To make that stop, man, you got to give Hargreaves all the props in the world. Say, Why the hell did they not quarterback sneak that? They didn't. He Cam used to. couldn't take. I mean, you don't get hit that much on a quarterback sneak. He used to every time you could count on it. If it was a third and one or a fourth and one, quarterback sneak. Every time. I, we, we used to talk about it. I bet, well, they're going to sneak with Cam Newton. He used to do it every single time. And I thought for sure they were going to do it on this side. And then he lined up in a uh, shotgun. I was like, what the world's going on here? There was no, I, I was like, there's no way he's going to run it to the line. Yeah, it just blew my mind. And then when we stopped him, I was like, and but here was the thing. When they were reviewing it, I was like, man, you know, this is, they're going to, they're going to give him the first down. They're going to, I know they are, but they didn't. Well, he didn't get it. No, he didn't. He stuck it out. He was already out of bounds mm -hmm. by the time he stuck it out. Yeah. I was like, there's no way they can change that spot. But we've seen worse. Yeah. They didn't have it. It was so funny. The, the whole game, me and Molly, was something would happen, and we'd be like, "Oh, here we go, here we go. This is what the." And then we'd stop ourselves. We say, "No, think positive, think positive." And actually, Rick Stroud said the same thing in his podcast that he was doing that through the game. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So once I thought about works. what we were doing, you're like, "No, we can't think like that." Yeah, man. I'm telling you, it works. if you expect bad things to happen, bad things happen. Bad things are going to happen. It's the I'm a big believer in the power of positive thinking. What are you, Marion Williamson? Darren Brown. <laughs> Marion Williamson. Is she she's that crazy? The, yeah, the, the presidential <laughs> the candidate. Presidential, she she seems nuts. nice. Does she? I, yeah. Every time I've seen her, a she's A little nutty, but nice. She's like Harmless. The, isn't she like into crystals? And no, crystals? she's not. She's not? That was fake news? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, let's not get political. I, I was trying to think, let's what were we talking about, about to get on that train? Back to Jameis. We'll just go back to Jameis. Jameis looked great. I, I was really, really impressed with him. You know, either either they, they coached him 
and said, look, here, or he just realized he messed up and he's not going to do it this time. And, you know, to take that sack, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful play. And can we talk about they only had a four-day turnaround? Yeah, good point. A short week. Right. And most, and a lot of guys were sick. And yeah. Devin White had tonsillitis. Didn't know that. Had no idea. How the hell did we not know Nobody that? on the team knew. Great. Maybe that's why they didn't tell the media till after. They might get in trouble for that because. Well, they not reporting it. No, he was on the injury report with an illness. Oh, just they just with didn't illness. say what it, it was. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Everybody just assumed it was the flu that bug, bug that was going yeah. on. Okay. How about Matt Gay and that missed kick? Oh, yeah. Yep. You know where it was from? The 42-yard line. Right hash mark. Right hash mark. Exactly where B.A. says he has problems, and it's where he missed it in the preseason. If you watch Matt Gay, he kicks the ball so straight. It's really uncanny. I've only seen him kick one where it didn't go straight. It kind of took an angle. But if you watch it, watch watch where the ball is placed when he kicks the ball and watch where it goes through the goalpost. It's the exact same spot. He kicks that damn thing straight as an arrow. And that's why he has a problem with that right hash mark. Because it goes straight and hits that damn goalpost. Huh. Or a little bit to the to the right. But I've got all the confidence in Gay. Matter of fact, I've got so much confidence in him. I've got him on my fantasy football team. Drafted him. I drafted him, I think, in the fifth round. <laughs> I pulled a Jason Light. I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and get this guy. Because I really thought that our offense was going to score as much, you know, drive down the field the way we yeah. have been able to for the past three years. And, you know, rack up some scores. Gabe was going to get some good pointage. Hasn't happened yet, but we're getting there. It, and it, but our run game is head and shoulders above where it was past decade the past five years it's just been incredible i loved watching peyton run because he was just grinding Mm. he was hitting dudes and yeah he's he's i mean it was taking at least two guys to bring him down the the problem i have with peyton barber is he's too physical when he has open space he goes towards people (laughs) he's trying to hit him yes he tries to truck him (laughs) i i I thought it was interesting, you know, B.A. talks about he, he gives the to the hot hand. He had Peyton in, and then he put Rojo in for a few. Rojo didn't do a whole lot, so then, boom, gone. Peyton was back in and stayed in for the rest of the game. Yeah. I like that. I do, too. Because I, I, th- I hate running backs by committee. I hate them. I think they're so ineffective. But running backs are – they need a lot of carries, you know, to get warmed up, to get the feel for the game, and then they start popping them off. And when the defense starts getting tired – that's when the running back really starts getting a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I really believe in feeding the same running back over and over and over. And it might really depend on the type of defense you're facing who's going to have success. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Carolina's defense is not good at the run. And apparently it's these physical running backs. Who'd they play week one? The Rams. Was it Gurley? That yeah. No, it was Todd Gurley. And, and the then other there's, guy. Yeah. They split it 50-50. And they had equal, the equal number of carries yeah. and about the same yardage. So yeah. they got torched on the run i think like 200 yards or something it was outrageous right and Gurley's not that, that like a, a bruising running back but he's, he's very shifty uh but the other guy the other guy around i can't think of who it is he's more of a bruising back so yeah they, they did the right call putting barber in there i think and having him run the ball the most yeah he was just he was trucking guys it was great Keekly had a good game, though, but he always has a good game. He always has a good game. Let me read you his stats because they're just outrageous. 17 tackles. That's nuts. How many solo? Eight. And two and a half TFLs and a pass defended. Mm -mm -mm -mm. He's the top one on their defense, of course. Top Mm -hmm. on ours was Vernon Hargreaves, who had 12 total tackles, 11 solo, and one pass defense. Kevin Minter came in second with eight total tackles, four solo, one quarterback hit, and that's saying something because he didn't come into the game until Devin White got right. Uh, but that was early, wasn't it? Like the first or second quarter. I don't remember. Devin White's fine, by the way. It's an MCL sprain. He's not even wearing a brace or anything. He's walking around, so yeah. But he's day to day. They said he. They're not ruling him out for. Yeah, he'll, the be, Giants he'll game. be fine by the Giants game. But to be honest, I would suggest keeping him out for a while because Minter and Bond and them are playing better than he is. Maybe he just needs to get acclimated to the NFL, you know, put him in. Yeah, but how's he going to do that if he's not playing? Well, I mean, put him in, but sparingly, you know I mean? Because he's out there all the time. Right, but he's the mic too. Right, well, you put the other mic in too and and let them. Which that's Minter. Yeah, let them kind of rotate or let, let. Let him, let him gradually get eased in. Because it does seem, you know, the first week he was sick. This week he got hurt. You know, I mean, 
the NFL is a hard adjustment to get used to. I think it'd be best to just easy men. But, you know, whatever. I trust whatever they plan on doing. Uh, Levante David was uh, had seven total tackles, two solo. Jordan Whitehead had six total tackles, three solo. Well, he played great. He only had one pass defense. I, I thought he had more. I love watching him. He is just a – he's fun. He flies. He flies around. Just he has he no likes re- to hit he people. He likes to hit He has no regards to his own skinny little body. <laughs> You wouldn't think as skinny as is that he would be able to hit. He was on Salty Dog's podcast. That's the one with Steve Smith or Scott Smith and uh, some other guy. He's like the, one of the media guys for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? But they had uh, Jordan Whitehead on there, and it was interesting. He seems like a good guy. They say he's always smiling. Oh, really? Yeah, he's always got a big smile on his face. And they asked him. They said, "You know, you smile a lot, but you don't play like you smile. <laughs> Do you sw- turn a switch on or something like that?" And he's like, "No, I smile when I'm out there too." <laughs> It was a great game, man. A great game. And it, it definitely gives me, and all Buccaneer fans, from what I can see, I didn't see anybody bitching. Uh, I think Buccaneer fan base is really fired up now, man, as they should be. It's a big division win. We know. We're pretty sure at this point that we're not going to be at the bottom of the division at least. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're going to seriously compete with the Saints for the top. Saints are going to be hard, man. I tell you, they're going to be hard, hard, hard. They look really good. They looked good all through the preseason. They looked good. Well, and they looked good all last year, and they've just gotten better. Yeah. They're just firing on, on all cylinders. Yeah. Hopefully, this will be the last year we have to deal with them. That's <laughs> a good team. But unfortunately, I think they're going to be good for a while. They got to Tyson Hill and. Uh, don't know. I hate the Saints. Actually, I hate all football teams except for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Homer. <laughs> I am a Homer. Uh, I should get that tattooed on my forehead or something. <laughs> Homer. I wonder how McCaffrey's feeling today. He's got I to know. Be. This was like the worst game of his career. Yes. And he got physically banged up. I mean, he had he had 350 pounds following him at least four times. <laughs> so you add that up. That's 1,400 pounds. He got. <laughs> he feels like he got hit by a Mack truck today. <laughs> and they weren't like the guy just tripped and fell on it. It was Vita Bay of purposely putting off. But he does that to everybody. But he just. Did you see him? Dancing on the bench. Yeah. Vita Vea. <laughs> yeah. Go to the Bucks Twitter or Buccaneers Observer because I retweeted it. And uh, there's a video of Vita doing a celebration dance on the bench after the game was over. Yeah, he was like doing a twerk almost. He was yeah. like shaking his butt and all the other Bucks were standing around there clapping for him. Awesome. That was awesome. It really was. Yeah, the team was pumped up. They were pumped up during the game, after the game. And they've got a week and a half of rest coming up to prepare for the Giants. B.A. said that a lot of guys prefer these Thursday night games because then you do get that time to rest. They're not really going back to practice, I think, until Tuesday. Oh, I Monday thought it was or Monday. Tuesday. Yeah, it might be. So they get the whole, like, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday to kind of rest. It's, like, almost a little bye week. Yeah. That's good. They deserve it, man. Shoot. Give them four days. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. Loved it. And even if we had lost, it would have hurt, but it was an entertaining game. Right, yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing. You know, this is entertainment. Let me talk about that. This is entertainment, and I want to see good entertainment. The wins, losses, yeah, you know, it means something. But at the end of the day, I want to be freaking entertained. And if we would have lost that game, like you said, I would have been entertained, and I would have been upset that we lost, but I'd still have pride. We played well, especially our defense. On the national stage like that. Yeah. Thursday night football. Yeah. And that's that's a really big thing. I think that it, it really needs to be more uh, spread throughout the fan base is pride. You know, pride is what it's all about when I you're a fan. I was just thinking that. That's what I was going to say. Did you? I think that's probably what's been lacking for oh, a yeah. really long time. Yeah, well, you, we get shit on by the, the national media. We get crapped on by the local media. We get no respect from any teams, their fan bases. We get uh, no props for anything at all, ever. Uh, we get crapped on by the ref crews. We get crappy schedules. We get uh, the worst ref crews available. We get bad TV slots. We get bad replays. The the booth announcers are never on our side. <laughs> I mean, it would just, you know, so we have to generate this pride ourselves. And it is. If I would have to describe how I feel, it's just proud. I'm proud. really yeah. proud of this team. Yeah. Yeah. I want to wear my Buccaneers colors all week. Well, I normally do anyhow, but. You know, just all week and go out everywhere with my chest out, you know. Hopefully I'll run into some Panther fans <laughs> <laughs> so I can talk crap to them. Oh, 
I've got a relative that's a Panthers fan. I was going to, I was wondering if you're going to bring it up. I've been counseling him all day. <laughs> she has. You think I'm joking? I came home and she's on the phone, like soft talking him. You know, I I'm not trying to be a sore loser. I get where he's at because we've been there so many times. I'm just glad it's not us this time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's been so long since they've been there. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, they did have that meltdown at the end of the year last year. What, six straight losses or something? Yeah, but I think at this point... But then they had the excuse. At, they were like, oh, Cam's shoulders messed up. And I think now they're at a point almost of no return. Yeah, I think they see that there's uh, something rotten yeah. in the... And there's a very good chance that they're not coming back from this. No, uh-uh. Yeah, Rivera's going to be gone. Cam's probably going to do a Andrew Luck. He's in the last year... Of his contract next year. And they could cut him with only like a $2 million cap hit. And I think he's set to make like $15 million or something. So they could save money. Wow. If they cut him next year. Could you imagine if they cut him? <laughs> Maybe they'll get Colin Kaepernick. That's what you were telling him. <laughs> you said, well, and he was like, yeah, that'd be a good idea, right? I'm like, no, let me tell you. I'm like, go, go right ahead. Please get him. <laughs> Please get him. Be worse than Cam. Yes, he would be worse than Cam. I mean, the guy's been out of football for, what, three years now? Yeah. Two years? And, you know, towards the end of his career, he was looking like crap anyhow. Right. Got benched for Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> benched for Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, put him in, please. And, you know, let him destroy that locker room and, and sleep with somebody's girlfriend there, too. Run the coach out. He, he's a coach killer. He's a team destroyer. Yeah. And he, and he sucks on the field. Although, you know, when he first came in the league, he was he was good. Well, so was Cam. They catch people by surprise with that read option. Yeah. But then eventually they catch on to you. The Kaepernick was so fast, man. I mean, he was he was a fast quarterback. Yeah, he had that on his side. Incredibly fast. Once I mean, once he got to the outside, he was gone. But not anymore. No. So yeah, please, Panthers. So let's let's every Panther fan you see or know start whispering in their ear that they <laughs> need to get and and their owner Tapper. He's he's like a. Into all this. Yeah, because they brought in Eric Reed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, bring him so on So, he would be amenable to it, I think. Yeah. And they can move to South Carolina and start over again. They're going to South Carolina, by the way. <laughs> There's just no getting around it. I would say in five years. I'd say three. You think? I think three. They'll probably announce it towards the end I of the year. I think that once they get rid of Rivera at the end of the season, maybe Cam, they clean house, the GM goes. And I think a, a year after that of rebuild... Then you can make the case to the team or to the fan base. Fan base. Oh, we need to move it. But South Carolina. Yeah, because nobody's going to show up at the stadium. Did you see how few people were in the stands? Right? I know. Yeah. I mean, that looked like a Buccaneers game. It was worse than a Buccaneers game. But, which, which, by the way, that's another thing. Hey, Buccaneer fans, go to the game. We need to pack the stands. Take your friends. Take your friends. Family members. Drag them. You your to. wives. Buy them something pretty. Take them there on your honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and for for people who aren't familiar with this podcast, uh, we're not saying this about Carolina because they lost. We've been saying this for All almost yeah yeah almost a year, right? I mean, since since the end of last year, we were like, that's it, they're done. You know, this is the end of the Cam Newton era. Carolina's moving to South Carolina. Rivera's getting canned. We've got it written down somewhere, our predictions. We kind of keep track of all that mess, but usually when we're wrong, we don't bring it up. <laughs> Is that how you're supposed to do it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. In all the comments that I read, like on Reddit, that you sent me mm -hmm. on the Panthers' side, some people were blaming his diet. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of vegans on that team, at least two that I know of. Somebody in those threads said that Le'Veon Bell is vegan, too. And then a couple other ones I didn't recognize their names. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Donovan Smith is playing well. I mean, we were worried about him. Yeah. But you know, he's, he's doing all right, it seems like. And we're, we're not even sure he's on the vegan diet. Not we're just saying. Yeah, we're just saying this because of one Twitter post. He had a couple. Oh, he did? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it'd be a fascinating thing to, to see if you know the people that get on these vegan diets, these athletes, if they actually improve or digress or stay the same. Well, we're going to find out because it's a trend. Isn't Tom Brady on some type of crazy diet? Yeah, I looked into this the it's other keto. day. He's on the keto diet. No, it's his own diet. and oh. it's. <laughs> Oh, God. Is yeah, he, start he came up whole, with it. He's going to start a whole health trend. He eats, like, all organic, really clean, the fruits and vegetables, lean meat. So I don't think he eats a whole lot of red meat. But it's basically a yuppie diet. 
a yuppie. Good yeah. Lord, I haven't heard that since the 80s. The 80s call. They want their references back. <laughs> so we got the Giants coming up. I think it's going to be a relatively easy win. We thought it was going to be last year. Yeah. And you know what? That's what the Patriots thought in 2007 and 2011. I hope that our defense shows up like they did. I, I think they're just going to get better, honestly. And Oh, God. They're going to have a – is Eli Manning still our quarterback? Yes, he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have a field day with it. Oh. Although, you know, he's good with the deep ball. And, and with this defense, the deep ball is – the Achilles heel. I'm going to be tweeting some Eli memes because he makes the best memes. Oh, yeah. He's just a meme machine. Man. <laughs> but, they, I mean, they don't have hardly any weapons. They got a few on defense mainly. No, wait a minute. Didn't they get rid of their safety, Collins? He's yes. gone. Yeah. Oh, God. They ain't got nobody. Eli Apple is gone. Yeah, he always sucked in here. They uh, got Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. That's their whole team. We should watch them this weekend. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll watch them. Watch their past two games. Maybe we'll do that Sunday night podcast on the. Uh, or no, we'll do that Wednesday. Wednesday is the preview. Is that the preview? No, Wednesday yes. is normally the film review. Friday is the preview. Yes, you are correct. So are we going to wait till Friday to do the preview? I don't know. No, no, we'll, we'll talk say, about we'll it. Say, we'll say, hey, out. you know what? Just listen to whatever we throw out there. Have a good idea. That's a good idea. We'll put out what we put out, and it'll just end up. We're like, if we throw enough crap against the wall, something will stick. Exactly. All right, Bucks fans, feel good. Be proud. Be proud. Wear your colors, man. We got a week and a half of strutting around like a bunch of banny roosters. What are banny roosters? Are they the smaller ones? You know, I think that they're the smaller ones because story time. Went to the library with the four-year-old about a week ago. (laughs) She can't read. And she picks up a book. And it's like a children's book on how to raise chickens. And... She's trying to convince me that we need to buy chickens. And I'm like, go talk to your dad. We live in an apartment. We don't have any room for chickens. I hate birds anyway. My grandma was a bird hoarder. Yeah, they're the smaller, more aggressive roosters. They're all dicks. I just can't. (laughs) (laughs) You hate birds. I hate birds so much. Oh, my gosh. They freak me out, too. Look, the second thing is attack of the banny rooster. They're awful. (laughs) Poop everywhere. Uh, All right. Well, wear your colors like a banny rooster. Like a peacock. Like a peacock. You know, I like an aggressive bird. A a small aggressive bird? Smaller. Not necessarily small. Smaller. Okay. But aggressive. Yeah, I want aggressive. I don't want plumage. (laughs) I don't care about that. (laughs) I'm not Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, be proud, man. We got a week and a half of just wear this win to the ground. Just just rubbing it in everybody's face. and Support your team. They earned it. They earned it. They earned that win hard. They went to – everybody thought we were going to lose. They went to Carolina. They had Gerald McCoy with revenge on his mind. Telling all our secrets, supposedly. Did he say that? Yeah. He said <laughs> – apparently he doesn't know crap. I know. Oh, he got, he got whooped by Kappa. First first year starting. I love it. I know. It's great. Love it, love it, love it. I saw a couple times Dotson got in on it, too. Yeah, Dotson was shoving him around a few times. <laughs> yeah. I don't think him and Dotson ever liked each other. I can't wait for this all 22. As a matter of fact, let me do... I've, I've been F12 in this all day. Or was it F5? Whatever. Refreshing. And... Refresh, 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 refresh. Nope. Not yet. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Enjoy this week, Buck fans. And all you Panther fans that are listening. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be a jerk, but hey, it's genetics. Hey, we've had we've had to bear the brunt of this for quite a few years now, so I don't want to hear it. Feels good. Feels good. Till next time. Go Bucks. <laughs>